0: Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here, and welcome to the Redeemed and Restored podcast. We're all be coming to you every Friday so that together we can intentionally discover the faithfulness of God, which is my absolute favorite thing to do. Every week, I'll bring you encouragement to see God working all things together for good, from scriptures to devotional excerpts, to song lyrics, to personal examples, from my journey through redemption and restoration. Joining this community on a regular basis, where it's okay to be real and throw off our masks of perfection, will not only encourage you, but will motivate and stir your hearts and just possibly leave you forever changed. In times like this, we all need to be encouraged as we face the challenges, difficulties, and losses of this life. So I look forward to growing right along with you in authenticity and transparency as we endeavor to find the faithfulness of God in our everyday lives. So take a moment to write a review on Apple so even more people are able to find the encouragement you're about to hear. Each episode is broadcast on my YouTube channel before it's converted and brought to you in this audio format. If you'd like to get in on the fun and giveaways at my YouTube home, join me over there at Athena Dean Holtz for even more encouragement. So hey, let's get started. Well, hey everyone, Athena Dean Holtz here with this week's edition of Redeemed and Restored. So great to have you with us today. I am super excited to introduce you to author friend, podcast friend, friend Shannon Popkin from the platform, the page, and the podcast mic. Shannon Popkin invites women to drink deeply of God's story and then live like it's true. Her books include both Control Girl and Comparison Girl, and she hosts the podcast called Live Like It's True. Shannon has been featured on Family Life Today, Revive Our Hearts, and Proverbs 31. She is happy to be sharing her life with Ken, who makes her laugh every day. And together they have the joy of watching their three young adult kids become the amazing people God created them to be. And you are going to love this story of redemption and restoration that only god could work. So let's roll that now. Well, welcome Shannon Popkin to the redeemed and restored broadcast and podcast. It is just delightful to have you on. Oh, thanks Athena. It's so great to be with you. Yes. Well, we weren't we were together not too long ago at the Proclaim conference and it was so it was, great. Yes, it was just um, so rich and full of the lord's heart and mm-hmm. i just love that you you brought a lot to the to the table and to our ladies that were there and we're looking forward to having you at the greater things uh virtual event as well yes. yeah yes. i'm
1: looking forward to that one as well that'll be great
0: yeah. amen so um i Was excited to have you come on and just, you know, we've all got lots of examples of the Lord redeeming and restoring in our lives and in the lives of those around us. So I would just love to, uh, you know, punt to you (laughs) and say, tell us uh, just the, the story that is most on your heart right now that displays his redemption and restoration.
1: Right. So, well, I wanted to tell a story about something really ordinary um, where God just decided to do something extraordinary in the middle of an ordinary situation. So this goes back to like a long time ago. I don't even know, maybe like 20 years ago um, when I was a young wife and mom and lived in, we had bought our very first house and we were in a new neighborhood where we didn't know any of our neighbors. And we got to know an older man across the street named Warren. Um, And, you know, it was a little bit rough at the beginning. (laughs) He was not one, he lived by himself and he was not what you would call like a warm, welcoming (laughs) neighbor. (laughs) Kind of girl. Uh well I mean have you ever met any of those uh no. Athena where you know you just kind of get the the idea that they don't really want to be best friends with you and um <laughs> so <clears throat> I mean we really actually didn't know him very well at all we didn't know him at all but our um our young adults or maybe it was a young marrieds group from church uh wanted to come and do some neighborhood cleanup in our and in, that was just a way that our church was serving, and so we went around to several neighbors' houses and uh, kind of looked for some that maybe would need some extra hands. And so we picked Warren because it looked as though his yard could use some extra attention. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and so you know, timidly knocked on the door, hey, we're your neighbors, we live right across the street, that's our house, and we wondered if we could bring a group from our church. We're just coming to Uh, do some yard work, wondered if you you could use any. Well, he wasn't warm to that idea either. He was very skeptical. Like, well, why? You know, (laughs) we're like, oh, we just want to bless you. And well, what are you going to do actually? And we're like, whatever you would like us to do. So he finally, you know, I guess we had to twist his arm a little bit. (laughs) He finally let us come. And when we arrived, you know, they're probably like, six or eight of us. And um, he was very concerned about his garden tools. He wanted to make sure that we were not there to steal his garden tools. <laughs> he wanted them all accounted for. So are you kind of getting the idea, mm-hmm. Athena, of what kind of, what kind of guy? What, is it? what do you want from what you're doing here? Yes. Like, what are you out, you know, I guess churches maybe go around stealing garden tools. I don't know. Uh, so anyway, um, Warren, so we were just kind of, you know, kind of chuckling to ourselves we we were happy to serve his yard, but like, oh my word, that guy, who he he was worried. You know, we were not there with great and in, in great motives. So, um, a couple of weeks went by, and I just said to my husband, I really feel like we should invite him over for dinner. He just seems kind of lonely. He's I see him looking out the window sometimes when I go for a walk with the baby. Um, so just decided to have him over for dinner. Have you ever done that, Athena? Just invited one of your neighbors uh, over. <laughs>
0: It's scary sometimes.
1: It is. Yeah. I wouldn't say I was like, I didn't see him as necessarily scary, but um, it's just always kind of intimidating to have someone into your home. So we had him over and we started just doing that every once in a while, maybe every few months. And one of those times we shared the gospel with him. And just kind of like with the garden tools, Warren had a lot of reservations about the Bible. Um, He was, you know, brought up lots of questions about like, how can you know that the Bible is actually true? You know, the validity of scripture, who actually wrote it? How did it get put together? It's just an ancient book. What it, you know, why would we need that book in our lives? And, And he had lots of doubts about Jesus that Jesus, he just thought he was an, a good teacher. And so my husband and I were like, okay, this guy, is, he's just totally closed. Like I, we, if you would have asked me at that point, if he would ever come to faith, we would have been like, you know. Well, then um, something happened that made us seem like it would be even more unlikely for him to come to faith. Uh, at some point, in being his neighbor, uh, we noticed a dumpster out in his or his driveway. And so we went out and talked with the people who were filling the dumpster with all sorts of (laughs) things from Warren's house. We're like, what's going on? Is, you know, is he having a remodeling thing or, and they said, oh no, Warren has dementia and he's been moved to um, a care facility. And we were like, oh, we didn't know that, you know, we didn't know him well enough to know that he had dementia. Mm -hmm. Um, But we asked, you know, where was this, where was this dementia unit? And we said, you know, we'd like to maybe go visit him if that's okay. So they said, yeah, that'd be great. So, um, and again, Athena, like even that part, I think is pretty like (laughs) the Lord's hand because I don't know about you, but I don't have all this time to go visit people I don't know very well. Do you, do you ever struggle to find time for those sorts of things? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, so I just look back and think like even that is it's ordinary, but it's also kind of extraordinary that because we are not that kind of people who give our time away. Great with great freedom, but we did. So we just kind of decided we're going to go visit him. We're going to just be good neighbors to him. So we went Mm -hmm. and when we got there, he didn't know us. Um, Mm -hmm. And he was, he was kind of like constantly looking for things. He was like, I've got to find my keys. I have to get home. And we're like, Oh, I don't think you're going to find your keys. You know? So he was really struggling with his memory so at this point, I just want to let you interject. Where do you think the story is going, Athena?
0: <laughs> I think it's going to have an amazing ending. <laughs> not <laughs> I for can't any... wait to hear what oh, happened. I know
1: because not not a natural and a natural. This is not a natural ending to the story. It's supernatural. So yeah. one of the times that we visited, we were expecting the same. We were expecting just kind of a cloudy thinking. Um, you know, just. We were there to be kind, but we didn't We didn't really expect God to do what he did. We arrived and Warren said, oh, there you guys are. I've been wondering when you would come. I have some questions for you about what you shared from the Bible and God and the way to be reconciled with him. And we were like, you're kidding. It was as if God had like parted the cloudiness and he was with us. He knew us. He was expecting us to come, (laughs) and we gave him the gospel. And this man, I mean, he was in his maybe late 70s. He sobbed this prayer of repentance before the Lord. And just, I mean, he was repenting things from his, you know, his earlier years and just bringing them all to God. And it was a thing to behold. It was just like, I mean, we just got to look in and say, "Wow, God, you are amazing." And um, then the next time that we came, Warren didn't know us again, and he never again remembered us, or there was never any any meaningful conversation after that point. And then we moved away, and we don't know what happened. So um, it was like God, God wanted to get through to this man. He had chosen him and we got to be part of it somehow. (laughs) It's just in this really ordinary way. Yeah. But you know what I always think about Athena is like, we did not know his, we don't know his family. We didn't know anyone from his family. We didn't have any contact with them. And so we didn't have anyone to tell, (laughs) you know, we don't, I don't even know his last name. And so I wonder If there could be someone who prayed for him, you know, yeah,
0: like his grandma, exactly. Or
1: someone who like someone who went to his funeral, Mm. just uh, like not even knowing what God had done. Cause we had, we didn't have anywhere we could share it. And I think if we had shared it, it would be, it'd be kind of a hard story to believe unless Mm-hmm. unless you were there. I mean, it's, it was a pretty remarkable thing. So it just gives me hope for the people that I pray for and the situations where I just, you know, would love for God to intervene and draw someone to himself. It is possible.
0: Wow. But only God. I mean, oh that God. is one of those. Cause I remember yeah. when I was going to Texas to help my brother with my mom who had Alzheimer's And one of my ladies from the Bible study fellowship said, you know what? I have seen God do kind of a, like you said, open up, Mm -hmm. just pull back the drapes. Well, it was like giving a lucid moment to someone who is, has lost their memory and they were just praying for that. And I was like, I don't know anyone with Alzheimer's. I don't know how, uh, unrealistic that prayer is or you know anything like that like how big of a miracle would it be and but I had that same I mean God gave me this moment where she knew who I was she we talked about Jesus and you know Mm -hmm. I was able to actually say oh my gosh she understands what we're talking about and but I had no clue that 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 God could even do that in the midst of dementia or Alzheimer's, and so right. I love your story because that is only God could do that.
1: Only God. And and what I love about both of these stories is we can't give our listeners a how-to. Like we can't say, well, first what you do is, and then what you do. Like no, this is completely reliant on God, which I think you know He is the one who's in control. Um, we try to <laughs> create situations where we can control. The outcomes, especially when we're when we're looking at someone that we love, who, mm. for we don't see them as someone who's redeemed yet, and we would like to control it. Like Athena, if I could get my hand on that pen that writes into the book of life, <laughs> I would do it. <laughs> I'm there are names in there. I would, yes, I would inscribe in that book. But that book doesn't belong to me. That pen does not belong to me. That is really, mm. it's God's work, and. And, and so we're dependent on him. Um, and yet that it just makes it amazing when you get to see what God can do because it's
0: only he, only he can do it. And to be able to be part of that work and yeah. go, wow, we yes. could not have orchestrated that. I mean, that was the spirit that prompted you to go. Yes. To ask, to ask what was going on and then not yes. to just, you know, kind of blow it off and go, well, he's, he's not there anymore. So it's yeah. not convenient to yeah, just go across know, the street. That he
1: would compel us to want to.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, one of the things in my um, control girl book that I talked about is um, this desire that we have for our children to mm-hmm. come to faith and follow God with their lives. Um, that's just something I think a lot of moms wrestle with. I don't know. Have you wrestled with that too, oh, yeah. Athena? Oh, yeah, yeah. And I, I think, um, I think the thing. I think the thing that's hard about it is when they're little, we feel like we do have control. (laughs) We feel like we have such sway with their hearts. And I, I mean, as a young mom, I just thought like, I know that there are other families where, you know, teenagers fall away or they are young adults don't continue to follow God, but I know my kids and I, know, I just felt like I had this power of persuasion over them. And oh my goodness, did they ever <laughs> show me how little power of persuasion I have over them as That's they've the right, become. Talk to the hand mom. Yes, exactly, young <laughs> adults. But um, I think there's just this wrestling, you mm-hmm. know, and, and what really helps me is to think of a story like you know, like Warren, where God just proved that He is able, yeah. and and I think about okay, what would it look like if that burden of control was actually on my shoulders? You know, like I was just in small group this week, and a couple of moms were grieving over the fact that like we want our kids to come back, and I I want to control it, and I don't have control, and and again, I'm thinking like yeah, but what if we did have control? What if that burden was on our shoulders, like? I mean, wouldn't that be terrifying? That'd be exhausting. It's exhausting and terrifying because and terrifying like then it's all up to me. And I mean, first of all, what kind of a mother would that turn me into? <laughs> Not That's the right. godly kind of mom that I want to be, but also like just the fear and the terror of if I do it wrong and if I, you know, if I can't persuade my loved one. So there's just, I think, such rest and security and hope in reminding ourselves that first of all, he is able. And second of all, we are not. (laughs) And both of those are very, very good uh, to to know that he is in control and we are not.
0: Mm, He is God and we are not. Yes. And the sovereignty of God is just a thing to behold. It is. It Mm. is. So I love that. And the whole control girl message that you have is just so refining for those of oh. us who are doers, we make things happen, we <laughs> want to make sure we got everything under control, and mm-hmm. we don't. And then we yes. just need to trust God that he does.
1: Totally. Control is such an illusion. Mm-hmm. Um, like I talked about having little kids and feeling like you're the one in control, but really, you know, you're not, you're not. And, yeah. and anybody who tries to replace God really does not do a good job of it. So mm-hmm. we should quit while we're ahead and just <laughs> <laughs> leave, leave those matters in his hands. It does, thinking I'm control, in control, wanting to be in control, it does not turn me into the kind of person that I want to be.
0: No, we I mean it's almost like delusional for us to it think is. we're in control because right. the God of the universe is in control. Uh, it's and so true. So how can what okay, if I don't like what he's doing, then how Lord, what do you want to teach me here? Right. Because I'm not getting it. Yeah. And I need your help.
1: Right. And when we will have open hands of surrender, like I mean, if I could approach every situation the way I approached that situation with Warren of like, I can't do anything here, God, but I'm available. I mean, I wonder how many miracles we would get to see, right?
0: Yeah. Now that's a thought to ponder. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nice. Well, Shannon, this has been delightful. If we have people uh, watching or listening and saying, boy, I'd like to find out more about Shannon, reach out to her on social media. What's the best way to do that?
1: Sure. You can find me at shannonpopkin.com. Um, I like to hang out on Instagram especially. And But if control is an issue that you face, you can come and get some free downloadable stuff and check out my book Control Girl at ControlGirl.com.
0: I love it. Well, if you could leave a scripture with those who are listening or watching today, that would remind them to just trust that God is in control, what would that be?
1: Uh, I think it would be the words of Jesus um, when he was in the garden and he was in great agony and he was facing something that he could have controlled. And yet he was choosing not to. And he said, um, You know, would that this cup would pass from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but yours Uh, be done. And that's just such a prayer of surrender not my will, but yours be done. Like you be God. Um, If Jesus prayed that, it's such an appropriate prayer for us as well.
0: Oh, so, so good. My friend, thank you so much for being with us today on Redeemed and Restored. It has just been a blast to have you on and just have this conversation and hear such a great story of God. Isn't it a good
1: one? Yeah. Thanks for letting me share it, Athena. It was a joy.
0: So thanks for joining us today on the Redeemed and Restored podcast brought to you by Athena Dean Holtz and the Romans 828 Bookstore, a division of Redemption Press. I'd love to have you review and share this podcast with friends, family, and others who could use the encouragement. And be sure to check out my YouTube channel at Athena Dean Holtz for more tips and tools to help you find the faithfulness of God. So thanks for joining us today. See you next week for another episode of Redeemed and Restored.